We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Man, I'm laughing because literally, as the countdown was getting to like three seconds, I had like the biggest sneeze of my life. <laughs> like my back got through out of, out of whack. How's everybody doing today? Left will be alone shortly. The Anora boys are definitely in the building. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. Today's show, we tap into the purpose of the spring from Marcus Freeman, according to Marcus Freeman. And then we're going to hear from the coordinators, Al Golden and Gerard, as Malik calls him, Jared Parker. Some very interesting things, especially when it comes to those guys that have stood out and how the youngsters are going to fare moving forward into the fall camp. LL question of the day. Is it a positive or a negative? that the quarterback situation has not been settled. Is it a positive or a negative that the quarterback situation at Notre Dame has not been settled? That's the LL question of the day. As always, subscribe to us on YouTube. The little thumbs up, hit that. It's the like button. Helps with our views. Leave your comments. We respond to them all. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction. Well, Irish Breakdown, but we want you to really tap into CFB Nation. Rise and Draft of Ryan Roberts, TFB All-American. Great content, great shows. Tap in, CFB Nation is going to be the home of the best content for college football, especially once the season starts. We're getting shows, we're directing shows, and producing more shows. So you're going to see more content up and leading the way as Lucky Lefty Podcast. So go to CFB Nation on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Tap in right now. Go right there. Search CFB Nation. 
tap into all the great content. Follow, set it up for automatic download if you use the Apple Podcast. We greatly appreciate you. Leave five stars in all your comments. Home in a misguided passion, giving you the audio edible each and every day. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So as we wait for left and get to the purpose of this season or this spring on the Marcus Freeman, let's get to some of your comments as far as the question of the day. Anthony O, positive for sure. Marvin Bell, thanks for tapping in. He says positive. Our guy Tyler, misguided passing bench, nice. Says it's good. Elizabeth, hey, Elizabeth Crook, all pluses. I got Connor Nepper, positive. You want completion? Competition. I'm assuming you mean competition. You need completions in the quarterback room as well, though, Connor. I say both. Both making each other better going against a good defense. Go Irish. Double Down says huge positive means TB was able to hold HSH off this spring as he should. MWJR, it's a positive because that means TB is battling better than anticipated, so they can't just give it to Sam Hartman. Left. What's good with it? We in the building. In the building. LL question of the day left. Is it good or bad that the quarterback situation hasn't been settled? Bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. See, left, you jumped the gun. I didn't even throw you the oop yet. Let me set it up. Because now we're just allowing LL Nation to say what they have to say. Original Clyde the Glide, perhaps positive, maybe negative. Either Sam's not who we think he is, or TB12 has improved dramatically. 
for they're both very good. Uh, let's see. Don't want Positive, the MF is letting it unfold. Negative, the SH has not separated himself as expected. All right. Now, in order to get to this, we'll get to it in a moment. But I just want to point out that you know how, Left, you know how it is, right? Whether it's basketball, football, any sport, when it comes to video games, you know how you fall in love with a team? When the next 2K comes out, I'll be playing with the Kings, though. <laughs> I, 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 I made up my mind last night, dude. I'm just playing with Sacramento. Just I don't even care if they lose, even if they lose this series. I don't care. Shout out Mike Brown. Yo, when the next 2K comes out, I'm playing with the Sacramento Kings, bro. That's right. It's, it's a fun team to play with. It's a it's an exciting brand of basketball. They just want to keep the pace going, keep the tempo going, use their youth, use their depth. It's it's absolutely amazing to watch, man. It's absolutely you go from like a snooze fest, which was Brooklyn versus Philly. <laughs> and then like late night, you're like wide open, like shit. The Minnesota like, game, the Minnesota series is boring too. Man. The East, the East is born until it's like Milwaukee and Sixers. Boston, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, bro. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> watching the Heat play. I don't know what it is. I just don't like watching the Heat play. I just – it's like, man, just beat them already. That's how I feel when I watch them. Just, <laughs> golly, it's just the most – even though Jimmy Butler's a good player, yeah, I'm just like, man – Give me something else. Give me the Kings. I want to see the Kings play every night. How about that? It's not even a fact. Or the Lakers. I want to see Lakers play. I mean, De'Aaron Fox, they have a dude. De'Aaron Fox is the dude, right? He's a dude. Because that dude in the fourth quarter just comes alive. Like, he just flat out comes alive. So they have a closer. They can't guard him. He's just too, just too quick. They can't guard him. He's a more polished John Morant, <clears throat> in my opinion. Well, he's a more mature John okay. Morant. Okay. See, it goes back to what we were talking about with Lorenzo Styles yesterday. Like people don't understand the maturation process of a young man and his game, right? And. I saw a video of John Morant at his locker, like whining, talking about, man, it's just one thing after another. Take some accountability. Yeah, it is one thing after another. Yeah. And the majority of that stuff you brought on yourself. So, yeah, fix it. Mature. Take the game more serious. And watch how life turns in a different direction for you, man. It's it's crazy. So man, you got De'Aaron Fox who goes out there, works, matures, gets married, meets the love of his life out there, gets married, his wife and his baby on the sideline, baby's rocking the headphones each home game. He's part of the community. He's being he's being a man, dude. He's being a man. 
and he's swaggy as hell without all the all that I mean, foolishness, dude. You don't need all of that. De'Aaron Fox is just as swaggy as John Morant with all, all of that dancing in the background, all the silliness. Just go out there, play ball, and be a killer, man. That's it. That's all you have to do. That's why they need to get rid of Dylan Brooks. Because all that stuff, that's that Dylan Brooks stuff, man. Get that crap off the team, man. But just let these dudes go play and grow up and become men, man. And it's just, uh, man, it's amazing to see him, Malik Monk, who is known for getting smacked in the back of the head by Michael Jordan when he was in Charlotte, like, to see their maturation. Yeah, true. And, and Malik Monk, honestly, was balling a little bit with the Lakers last year. Yeah, he was holding it up. It just, it just, it just wasn't a good fit for everybody else. So, what you mean? It wasn't a good fit for everybody else. Like he was playing well, but you had Russell playing off. You had everybody else playing off. Braun was hurt. AD was hurt. So it just he couldn't. Like De'Aaron Fox is a great compliment to what he's got. Sabonis is healthy every game, so they got a nice structure. And then Davion, hey, great supporter too. Hey, I love Sabonis. But the lefty, I, I rock with. I rock with Draymond last night. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's, first, it's playoff first of all, like you basically tripped me because I was trying to run back. You had your arm literally wrapped around my foot, and at that point, dude, however my foot comes out, that's how it comes out. <laughs> it's like. It's it is petty, what it is. It's petty Draymond asked for an x-ray so he won't get suspended. <laughs> Look, said, not a, if, if the NBA suspends Draymond, it'll be one of the worst moves they made. Like Seriously. Yeah, it, 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 it would be. Because this it series be. is too good to suspend him for that. You know, just think of the, think of the ratings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. I want to go to ESPN before we get to Marcus Freeman. And the football power index came out left. Where do you think Notre Dame lands on this football power index? It's got ESPN? Yeah. They be hating, so <laughs> probably in the top 15. Uh, they come in at ninth. Okay. And come in at ninth. No, they hate. Behind Clemson, USC, Michigan, Texas, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. Now, here's the thing. The top three teams, they're giving them credit for having the best returning production offensively that's non-quarterback. That's kind of weird, right? Best offensive production, non-quarterback. Non-quarterback returning. Meaning this skill position. You mean the running game? I running mean, game, wide receivers. No, 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 no. All of that. Don't say wide receivers. <clears throat> I mean, the only wide receiver group, Ohio State's wide receiver group is decent. Alabama, they weren't good last year, so I have to, I have to see. Georgia always finds a way to have some very complimentary wide receivers. 
It's, complimentary. it's a complimentary system. But, you know, with a new offensive coordinator, they probably might be more highlighted as well. Yeah. I'm shocked that they have USC 7. Well, they lost to Bolitnikov and Jordan Addison. Yeah, but um, they still have the number one quarterback. They got Mario, Luke Runner, Zach Branch. Who, who said the number one in the nation? I said they have the number one quarterback. Oh, oh, yeah, they got but, – but, you know, Drake May, number two or 1B quarterback, don't got no receivers with Caleb Downs gone. So – it's interesting to see uh, they really separate the quarterback's impact from the receiver group because I would just naturally put Caleb's receivers in the top five because Caleb's top two. Is there any brand in football that gets premature love more than Texas? Uh, Texas Texas is back. (laughs) It's like an annual thing, bro. Like every year, Texas is back. Well, no, 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 Michigan. Either Texas or Michigan. Michigan has backed it up by making the playoffs, but that's because they've been able to out-recruit Ohio State for one game. That's interesting that Sean Crawford, who joined us yesterday, said that, yo, Ryan Day might be on the hot seat. I mean, yeah, only because what is what I mean, you would have to be on the hot seat for something. You can't be on the hot seat all the time for not winning the national championship. So you got to be on the hot seat for something. You're not on the hot seat for what else? So that's why the stakes are just higher at Ohio State is because you have to maintain at least beat Michigan. If you can't beat Michigan, all the other games is like, all right, you know, that you. at this point, Ohio State is beat Michigan, win a championship. You can't do one of the two and you're not doing either one. You're naturally on the hot seat because the fans are like, okay, what's what's the problem? Hey, bro. <laughs> you mess around. You mess around and lose three straight to Jim Harbaugh. That's a gift and a curse, though, because you're you're from Ohio. That's what Sean said yesterday. He was like, I'm telling you what I'm hearing in the home state, like. But that's a gift and a curse. So when you're born on third base, you're granted a lot of things, like a guaranteed nine, ten win season, a great quarterback every year, you know, uh, some first round players that you get drafted, a nice softball schedule. You know, born on being born on third base comes with a lot of advantages. But that also comes with the expectation that. You know, you beat Michigan every year, you know. That, that has to come with it because that's what, how we got to this point, by whooping them up every year. And then your challenge is to win a national championship, but you're going to be have a great chance. Yeah. But the challenge is doing that. So, you know, I think it just heightens – the intensity of how hard it is to be a head coach at Ohio State because of what Urban left, whereas Brian Kelly leaving, it's an opportunity for somebody to go in there and and, and cause some disruption by blowing up the spot. So it'll be interesting to see uh, the the stock of two 
you know, I think Marcus Freeman's stock is rising with Notre Dame program. And I think Ryan Day's, because it was so high, it naturally is going to fall a little bit. Mm. Don't have your quarterback losing out on the number one quarterback for the next couple of years. You would have, uh, you would have project. You're trying to get your defense on schedule. Can't stop the run. Losing to Michigan, you know, you're taking a dip. But Ohio's Ohio State's stock was just like Apple. It was just kicking butt. You know, it was like Nike or something. A household. Stock. You know, but sometimes in a race, you can be so caught up with keeping pace with the person that's in front of you that you don't see the person coming from behind that has that extra kick. And it seems like that's Ohio State trying to keep pace with Georgia and Alabama. And, and yo, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are like, here they come on the inside, yep. down the stretch. <laughs> Next thing you look up, it's like, where the hell did they come from? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't, so, can't do nothing with them either. Yeah, yeah. So, and the way they do it. Like, they just line up and just punch you in the mouth. Yeah. It's like, it's just a manhood thing. Like, it don't, it's like, man, we can play anywhere on this earth. We're going to bang you the same way. And there's nothing you can do about it. That has to be the biggest frustration. And if it's me, I think Notre Dame, honestly, I'm going to keep it real. Michigan knew they could beat Ohio State because they had done it already. But they gained more confidence after watching Notre Dame play Ohio State week one. Yeah. So they were like, oh, Notre Dame physically manhandled these dudes? Seriously. For two and a half quarters? Like, okay. Because that's what we do. Like, that's, that's what we do. And it just gave them more confidence. And as much as people thought it was going to be a game of, skill and C.J. Stroud just throwing the ball around and all of that. No. Because yeah, Ohio State's got to be more balanced going into next year anyway because they don't have the luxury of just being like, well, we could throw our way to a, a victory. Yeah. Comfortably. Where we could just call a play, he'll get us into the right one, or he'll make us look really good by making a spectacular throw. I think with Kyle McCord, you gotta be like, we gotta run the ball, we gotta, we gotta give him some buffering with some some nice play calls he can run, you know that kind of thing. So, I think it's important uh, for us that we also have a balance, but also take a chance and a bigger risk with our quarterbacks because we do have a quarterback room that's competitive with you know top ten in the country like they have us at nine. Andrew Gilmore has an interesting comment. Didn't Ohio State redeem itself a bit by almost beating Georgia? If Harrison doesn't get hurt, they probably win. I mean, that's like saying that, that Notre Dame redeemed themselves in big games by almost beating Georgia twice. Like, no. Like, almost. I mean, that's just my opinion. Almost doesn't count, as Brandy said famously in a song one time. It, it doesn't count. Doesn't count. We almost beat Ohio State last year. Means nothing. Nothing. We lose by one point this year. Still won't mean anything. You know, eventually, you have to get over the hump. And for three consecutive years, <clears throat> perception-wise, 
to the fan base because you can sit here and say that the program is still better than Michigan on a national landscape and they have a better chance of beating Alabama and Georgia. But perception is we've gotten whooped twice. And if it happens a third time, man, who cares about the national landscape? We're not even the best program in the Big Ten from a perception standpoint. That's true. At least they had that. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Interesting comments from Marcus Freeman left before we get to the coordinators. He talked about the quarterback and wide receiver situation. But first of all, let's start with his quarterbacks left. I'll, I'll let you hear this, and then you can take it from there. Ask me the same question yesterday. We'll, we'll name a starting quarterback when well, that I was feel. a smart person. <laughs> <laughs> we'll name a starting quarterback when you know I'm fully confident we have a we, uh, we have one starting quarterback. I think both of them could be starting quarterbacks for us right now. They're both improving and they're both getting better. So if you can have a competition, right, and two guys are getting better, that's what you want, right? That's what you want, and and. They're both getting better, and they're both practicing at a high level. So we'll name a starter at some point. I know we have to. I don't plan to, to let this thing go into the season. Um, but at some point, I know we have to name a starter, and we will. But you know what? There was no takeaways, uh, no turnovers. We had one fumble on offense. It was the only turnover um, in the scrimmage today. And he's on 90 plays and one fumble. That's really, really encouraging. No pre-snap penalties. Those are the little things that say, okay, you are progressing as an offense. You're doing the little things efficiently. And um, that's really good to see. There was no interceptions thrown. Um, you know, guys were, were, it seemed to be executing at a high level. I, I got to go back and watch the film and be able to say, okay, this guy screwed up or this guy screwed up. But when you pull back and say, no pre-snap penalties, one turnover, which was a fumble um, by a running back, and, and that's encouraging. I think both of our faces. It's not encouraging, Marcus Freeman. It's not. And it's not encouraging because at this level of football, in these decisions, it just takes away from guys in this position and getting ready for a season. You brought Sam Hartman in because a guy, one, hasn't had a full season as a starter in the offseason since he's been there. And on top of that, can't stay healthy in the limited time that he has. So Sam Hartman being the opposite of that, is a natural way to get a starter going into the season that you're getting ready. You're bringing in a guy who's a veteran, who's been comfortable playing at this level. Well, not at this level, but at college football, division one level. You're bringing him in and then giving him 50% of the, the snaps to start to get prepared for uh, three games where we need him to be the most comfortable because that's what you brought him for. Mm -hmm. 
So now, what's the plan? You're supposed to have this figured out instead of talking like this at the end of spring ball. This should have been what you were saying at the beginning of spring ball if you really didn't know. But why are you bringing in a guy of this stature to not know? Why do you bring in guys with no plans? Caleb Smith came in and retired. We just gave him free education. You're bringing in Sam Hartman, and now you don't know if he's going to start after a full spring. After a full spring of getting 50% of the reps to prepare for a season in which you probably told him he was going to start. You already took the coordinator away. Who was probably his his in in in, in realistic uh thinking was probably a big reason why he came was because of Tommy. Which I said way back then. Oh, I would go with Tyler starting without even thinking about it twice because of situations like this. Now you're at the end of spring ball, you halfway to it starting in the season, and you telling people you don't know. I think that's negligent of one being a head coach in your position. Because we already seen you go through the fiasco of you trying to get your own coaches. Now you can't get your own quarterback? You don't know yet? It's not encouraging. It's not good. Because at the end of the day, this is no different than a business. You don't go into the business saying you got two CEOs. Because in every relationship, just like our guy Ye says, there's a 51 and 49 in a relationship ain't no 50 50 there's 51 and there's 49 there's a top dog in the situation this is a top dog situation this is what you're getting paid millions of dollars for as a head coach on this level of college football to make a decision don't tell the people you don't know don't tell the people we got to make it at some point what do you mean you're supposed to operate the ship with direction. You have had direction this whole time. You knew what offense you wanted to run. You knew what your philosophy you wanted to have for the team. You knew what you wanted to get out of practice. You know the type of players you want to start. You know the type of players you want to recruit. You know the type of vision you got for the next five years. You know your coaching staff you wanted. And you can't decide on the most important thing on the team? Your quarterback? And it makes it even crazier because you told the guy that you can't decide who's starting a whole year ago you was going to bring another dude in. For what? See, that, 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 that. year ago. See, that, see, that's the difference. That, that for me, you know. Because if I'm Tyler, I'm like. You sat down, you sat down in December. And you told both of your quarterbacks that basically y'all not they, good enough. Y'all not good enough <laughs> to get us to where I want to go. 
That's what you basically said. And that's fine. If you and said that's it, cool. Because that's, that's on brand. That's on, that's brand, on brand with what he's been doing. Of conversations. Yes. Direction, vision. Absolutely. You know what you want to do. Absolutely. And you were decisive. You were early. decisive and told early. them, I'm bringing in a dude. Because you are not good enough. And, and they, they ended up with Sam Hartman. Who? But they swung, but they who, swung for bigger who? fish. Yeah, who? Yeah, who? Right. Who is supposed to be another the next level guy, the better dude? So, so the whole time, who also was the number one quarterback? That was a transfer portal, right? So it's not just a Keaton Slovis or 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 perceived to be Tyler's equal. We wasn't looking for Tyler's equal in the transfer portal. And we got supposedly the dude that was supposed to be better than Tyler because that's what Tyler was expecting that you a whole year prophesized before you even chose to do. Right. So now he thinking, wait a minute, you bringing in some dude that's supposed to be this and that. And now we get to the end of spring right before we supposed to go to the season and be serious. And you unseriously telling people, you don't know. So what was all that talk in December? So you was so you was thinking I was I was about to cash out. You thought I was about to, I was some I was some bum, and now I'm not a bum. You see, I let me this, this, let me let me say it like this. You see, I'm looking at the chat. There's only one person sitting right here, either watching or hosting, that's been through this on both sides. Yeah, and that's this dude right here. He knows what it feels like to come out of a bowl game and be the dude. And everybody knows that Malik Zaire is the dude. And the offense came into the season ready to take off. And the only thing that stopped them from being one of the top three offenses is injury. That's it. That's it. That's it. But that team knew in December of 2014 – in January 2015, that's the dude. That's this, that's, this, that's the dude in the locker room. Wait a minute. This is so crazy. Let's let's fast forward to a year later. Let's fast forward to a year later when the coach sat with you and Deshaun and was like, I don't know. Both hey, how'd the season go? Okay, my whole thing is how that's the my go? point. How does the, the season whole, go? That's the whole point. That's the whole point. So the it's not about so we 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 have two great quarterbacks. Yeah, but you don't have a dude right now. You don't. You don't. After you told your two quarterbacks in December that they weren't good enough for where you wanted to go, and you were going to go get a guy that was clearly at that level. And this is and this is the mistake of <clears throat> college football coaches not distinguishing the difference or understanding the importance. This is not a receiver. This is the guy that got the ball in his hands every play. Exactly. 80 plays maybe in a game. Exactly. This is not no by committee type of decision to make where, oh, we just got all type of guys. We just throw anybody at quarterback. We throw a receiver in there. Throw a quarterback. No, this is no different than the head coach. Marcus Freeman. I would ask Marcus Freeman, how did you like – the uh, head coach of offense last year. How did that work out for you? How did it work out? 
the head coach of offense while you the head coach of the team. Now go in the quarterback room and be like, we got two head coaches of the offense in this room. How does that work out? That's all I'm saying. I can talk about the Florida situation. The Florida situation is no different than Sam Hartman's situation. I thought we had a plan going in. I go in, we competing four ways. This is a four-way competition out of nowhere. So, duh, I'm not going to be ready. Duh, 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 duh. Mm -hmm. I could have had a better chance at Notre Dame splitting it two ways, me and Brandon. With Ian getting some 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 run here and there, I was splitting it four ways. So of course, there's no chance of being ready on a whole new environment, whole new team, whole new system. Expected to think about this. Even the number one player quarterbacks that are drafted in the league, if they're a Trevor Lawrence. Guess how many snaps he's getting in the preseason and then in, tra in training camp and in the fall camp and in rookie mini camp, all of them. And even with all of them, he was still trash his first year. Mm -hmm. But all of that combined that first year, guess what he did his second year? Because he was the starter the whole time. No different than what did I say about Tyler Buckner back when Jack Cohn was here. Mm. He should have been playing or at least leading into starting back then because now look at where you at. You know you know what I love, Left? See, this is why we do what we do. This is why we spend it different, right? Because when we spend stuff different and people hear it, they say stuff like, this doesn't make sense. This is ridiculous. Like when we both said Sam Hartman's going to struggle. Remember when everybody's like, oh, Sam Hartman's going to come in? He's going to light things up. And we're like, no, he's not. He's going to struggle. And now that we're hearing, oh, he's struggling a little bit with this and that. Now fans are like, oh, 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 we, oh you we, just, we told you. And then, and then they're surprised. And then they're surprised. Maybe Tyler did progress way better. No, Tyler. No. Right. no. Right. We told you Notre Dame is a different beast than Wake Forest. And we told you he would struggle. Guess what Texas we, said? We told you Guess that. what Texas said? Oh, we know Quinn Ewers is our starter. He said that after the spring game this last weekend. And they got Arch Manning. Everybody thought, oh, Arch Manning, this and that. The head, the offensive coordinator said, hey, we know who our starter is after the spring game. How hard is that? How hard is that? How hard is that? They got a guy coming in with all the hype, no different than us. And they're like, yeah, we know who the starter is. We just, we just like that we got Arch Manning some reps. So Marcus Freeman. What are you telling us? You you done everything, and we was behind you on everything, and now you getting into the spring talking about just be you, decisive. You know? That's just it. be decisive. You've been decisive the entire time. You've been the head coach in Notre Dame. Win, lose, or draw. Just be decisive. And you be had real. a plan. Your plan was your plan was to go get that dude. Go get the dude that's better than Tyler. That's they it. Brought the dude in that's supposed to be better than Tyler on paper. And stick with it. What do you mean? I don't understand That's the it. bailing. Because when it. you bail, the team gets messed up. Break it down, Les. See, break it down. See, I love when somebody that's actually been through it can actually explain. Break it down why it's important for the team to know going into fall camp who the dude is instead of trying to waffle back and forth. Break it down, Les. Because how do you operate? 
going into leading into the fall camp. Now everything's 50-50. Now you got to find time to get here, the chemistry with this guy, the chemistry with this guy. Even the cadences are different. Even the line responds differently because the line knows, okay, Sam Hartman ain't running like Tyler Buckner. I need to, you know, really get in this block. I need to really do this. Oh, who are we listening to? Who's the voice that we listening to when, when the team's struggling? Let's just talk about little stuff like that. Tyler Buckner, who's been there, everybody knows Tyler Buckner. But if he's not starting and the team doing bad, Sam Hartman ain't looking to be vocal yet because he's trying to learn what to do. So Tyler going to be like, what, what Tyler going to overstep Sam? What do you mean? He he has to if it's 50-50. Now you overstepping Sam. Sam don't get no confidence. Sam not learning at a great pace. He's stuck lathering another dude back. Now they, now they loving up on each other. We don't know who's going to be the top dog. Because guess what? You can't roll two quarterbacks out there versus USC. I mean, you can. There's plays. But how comfortable is USC going into fall camp? And they got good quarterbacks. They're going into, okay, we're going to install this next level, this next layer of greatness on Caleb Williams. Just going to lather another layer. We can't even layer Tyler Buckner. Tyler Buckner is no different than a freshman anywhere else in college football. He got his little four games, you know, he can still probably save a red shirt. So I don't understand why bail on the plan of this importance. It happens every time. It's like, it's like anytime a, a head coach goes into the fall training camp talking like this, we know it's a bad season on the way. We know it's a bad season on the way because you're not sticking to your own plan. So what's the you have to come up with a whole new plan going into the fall camp on how you're gonna split everything in half? Why are you gonna split everything in half with a guy who's never been here? Then you split into everything in half with another guy who hasn't played more than three games. It so needs more snaps. Yeah, it needs more, he needs hey, reps. That's he all needs Tyler reps. needs. He needs both, reps. Both guys need reps. You can't get better as the season starts. What do you mean? What do you mean? You're going into the, the first game of the season with a guy that's half ready. That's just the result. That's why it's not encouraging. He's half ready. He takes half the reps, half the calls. So when he goes out there looking like Drew Drew Pine and just a, in, in the same number, same height, same jersey, same swag on the field, and he looks no different. Don't be like, oh, he's not what he – obviously, he's playing at another level. Mm-hmm. He ain't never took a trip out the country like this. And then playing football on top of that, he ain't never did nothing like this. And then you tell him, oh, we're giving you half the instructions on how to do the job. You went from working in your local, your local mom and pop shop. Now you got to work in the factory – and run the whole thing top to bottom, and we only tell you what half to do. This looking like this is some BS. This is this is what kills me. Like half the people in the chat 
didn't even give Tyler Buckner a chance to be in this race when Sam Hart was coming. The same people. Like, oh, Tyler sucks. He's done. He might as well transfer. Now, all of a sudden, oh, Tyler, uh, Tyler's obviously gotten better. No. His head coach sat in front of him and, said, and, told, him. and told him, I'm Before going to get was, a quarterback. The season was even over. They hadn't even played the bowl game yet. When the man was sitting up in the press box with Tommy, he phoned him up. He said, hey, 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 uh, we about to bring another dude in. So just, just relax. Take your time. Heal. We'll have packages for you. Now you're talking about you don't know. That's disgusting because guess what? Now Gerard Parker, what 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 are you gonna do? And people admit you don't use fall practice to figure out your quarterback. No, you don't do that. Championship teams don't use fall practice to figure out their quarterback. I saw somebody mention Michigan. Man, everybody in the world knew that they wanted JJ McCarthy to be the quarterback. They had to everybody. They had to find a reason. To, to not get, to get Cade off of the team, they was like Cade he just led him. them to the Big Ten. He just beat Ohio State. Yes. You don't just kick this dude to the curb. Yeah, we they, have to find a way. Bad. It looks yes. bad to say we yes. don't. Want you no more. Yes. we don't want you no more either because JJ is the better player. They everybody knew JJ McCarthy was the better player, and that's yes. who they wanted to be the quarterback. Everybody knew that. Everybody. So it so wasn't it, hard for Michigan, who also. Runs the ball all the time, so it doesn't matter. But they said we could take it another level by excusing Kate, giving him yes. a chance to go somewhere else, yes, and telling him to go somewhere else, yes. Then saying, you know what, you've been here for three years, and all of a sudden, I think you are ready to compete 50 50. What the f- what is that? Absolutely, Tyler is doing himself a disservice, <laughs> absolutely. After listening to that, be like, man, I'm about to. This is the third dude you talking about we encouraged by. And these are two dudes that wasn't even here. You was 50-50 with Jack Cone, who wasn't he was on the bench in the cold in a log cabin in Wisconsin. All I want is the head coach to exhibit the same confidence that it took to sit down your two incumbent starting quarterbacks and tell them that they weren't good enough. Keep the same energy when that quarterback hits campus and when that when that quarterback struggles, that's my dude. That's my dude. J.J. McCarthy has been Jim Harbaugh's dude for a season and a half, even if he wasn't starting. That's the dude that's, that's the taking dude. us to the national championship. That's it. He Everybody it. in he Ann Arbor knew it. Everybody in Ann Arbor knew it. That's the dude. K. McNamara, he's holding the spot. Is holding this. He's Jimmy Garoppolo. That's all he's doing. Just holding it. He's holding the spot. That's he all he's doing. It well, he holding it up. It. He's it. He like a push up, bro. He making it look good. That's all he's doing. But he ain't. But but he ain't. He ain't getting it done. But it's okay because you know why. Jim Harbaugh had a plan, and he was decisive. So it didn't. It wasn't like a messy thing. This is a messy thing at Notre Dame. It's messy because you don't let the cat Tyler don't let the cat out the bag last year. He told us. They said, Tyler, what do you think about the transfer? Shit, they told me last year. <laughs> they told me last year when I was down and out, hurt, 
couldn't have a chance to even show I was could stay healthy or nothing. They told me I was done. So I was prepared. Fast forward, he's sipping banana mangoes, pineapple smoothies. Talking about I'm chilling, chilling like a villain. Okay, we'll see what happens. We gotta win football games. You think do you think Kirby Smart would like to have the past two all seasons? Or this all season, where he has three quarterbacks vying yeah, for one spot, or he has, or he has Stetson Bennett as the known commodity. As which, the known commodity, you don't have which, to worry about offense. Which offense do you think he wants to go into fall camp with? Like, Look at Georgia's you? quarterbacks. Georgia's quarterbacks going through hell right now. Talk about Brock Vandergrift. Shit, I, I'm day to day. <laughs> you think it's been on life support down there? I'm day to day. I don't know what's gonna happen. That's terrible. It's the it's the leader of your football team. Yo, but see, this is, this this is the thing. Talk this about day to day. This is this see this is the beautiful thing. Left, you from day one have said Tyler Buckner can win at Notre Dame if you just let him play. If you just let him play, you yeah. said let him play his freshman year and let him get his head knocked off. Let him get his head knocked off. But by the time he gets to the middle of his sophomore year, watch the quarterback he becomes. Now all of a sudden he goes to the Gator Bowl, he makes plays. Now all of a sudden we hear he's outplaying the quarterback that came in and transferred from Wake Forest in spring. He's having a fantastic yeah, spring. Yeah, that's building the confidence, building the strength of the team. Like what off of the back, off of the back of somebody else, you didn't have to do that. You building the back, you building Tyler up off the back of, Ty, of Sam Hartman for what? But this is the thing. This is the thing that I think you're trying to get across to people. You have to be the leader of the team. That's it. And we told people the toughest thing to do would be able to take and garner the same amount of respect that Tyler Buckner has from his teammates. That's it. Yeah, like Sam and Hartman. Take over the locker room. He's not the only way Sam could do it is if Sam was a freaking bona fide number one pick where he walk in the locker room and everybody like, oh shit, we just got we just got the new. Sam Harvey's an average quarterback for real. Like and, and he's you know a just little- to be fair, just to be fair, Sam Hartman was either going in the third or fourth round. Yeah, okay. We can but Tyler Bugger in the NFL talented. drive. Yes, he from his numbers and accumulation of film and, and film and everything, from, that was from, his projection. Uh, walking down the sidewalk, you would walk right past Sam Hartman. You wouldn't think that was an NFL player. So, what do you think they're thinking in the locker room? They're like, he's not out here impressing us like, like the type of Joe Burrow esque that will come into the LSU locker room, which took two years, by the way, and and did magic. They're like. We got a guy that's why they bring this guy in, and then this guy is in here struggling, and y'all not supporting him a hundred. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. See, this is these are the fault, the fallacies that people put out. Stop making excuses. Go name a Notre Dame wide receiver in the last four years that was better than AD Perry at Wake Forest. I'll wait. Go look at the numbers. Don't tell me Sam Hartman didn't have wide receivers. He, what? You want to talk about the wide receiver group at Notre Dame the last three years? Are we kidding? Unimpressed. 
Unimpressed. I'm about to win money from a listener who tells me that Tobias Merriweather is going to put up better numbers than A.D. Perry averaged over the last three years at Wake Forest. No. He's going to put up 90 catches and 1,400 yards with 10 touchdowns. 90 catches? going to do. Tobias going to have 90 catches? No. That, that's, that's what the listener said. That's the bet. He's going to have 90 catches, 1,400 yards. It would be a good touchdowns. year if Tobias get 45 catches. Look, look, It'd be man. a great year if he get 40. Y'all got to stop. Y'all got to stop. Y'all got to stop. Name one receiver that Notre Dame has had over the last three years that was better than A.D. Perry at Wake Forest. Name one. I'll wait. I'll wait. They ain't going in the draft this year. Name name the wide receiver. Name the wide receiver he has on this team that's going to put up those numbers. Name them. Name them. Yeah. Stop making excuses, man. It's don't sad. tell me. Don't don't try to sit up here and act like he's Caleb Williams and Drake May. But the NFL and the reason he came back is because the NFL told him you're going in the third and fourth round, my dude. You go to Notre Dame, you can boost it up. That's what they I mean, told him. Not over Caleb Williams and Drake well, May. Don't get mad at us because yeah, the NFL yeah, told him he's in the third and fourth why is, round. Why is Lincoln Riley so successful? When his transfers come, they playing all the snaps. What do you mean? When Caleb went from Oklahoma to USC, did he ever take a second team rep? Never. Never. That's why Jackson Dart left. Jackson Dart left before they even got on the field because he knew he was getting all second team. Because Lincoln Riley was like, look, bro, I got my guy coming in. You're good. Look, man, y'all bringing pins to a a gunfight with some of the things you're saying. I don't care if he's the number one Heisman candidate. Go look at the quarterbacks, other than Caleb Williams, that went to New York last year. None of them are going higher in the third or fourth round in the NFL draft. That don't mean nothing. Tim Tebow went to New York. That means nothing in terms of the NFL. As far as the NFL, Sam Hartman is viewed as an average quarterback. And I'm saying average in comparison to Tyler Buckman. There's nothing that Sam's doing that Tyler Buckner can't do. That's why I call Sam average, especially if I'm Tyler Buckner and I'm being told the whole year before that y'all about to bring in this way better player than me and you bring in Sam Hartman, I'm thinking I'm disrespect. I'm drinking mango pineapple smoothies too. Because what is Sam doing that Tyler can't do if Tyler stayed healthy? That's the whole reason I'm upset about it is because you brought a dude in that you're saying is supposed to be better than Tyler and then you bring him in and don't support him. So now it's like, of course he's not going to look better than Tyler because, one, you're not giving him a chance. And, two, he's not physically better or he can't throw farther or nothing like that that Tyler can't do. So now Tyler's like, you brought a guy in that's not better than me and I already know more than he does naturally because I've been here. So, of course, it's going to look like a competition. Now, if they brought Sam in and told Tyler, okay, remember we told you in December, we're just going to rock with Sam until the wheels fall off. That's how you do it. Because then Sam, at that point, can be, okay, I'm, a, I'm 100% comfortable. I can work. Marcus Freeman said in the bowl game press conference, we're looking to upgrade the position. Facts. What Facts. else do you need to hear? That's what he said. You have quarterbacks on the roster. If you're saying we're looking to upgrade the position, then you're going looking for a quarterback that you deem better than what you have. And commit to it. 
don't half-ass it and be like, well, he's just not good enough. What do you mean? He doesn't know the plays, and you're giving him half the reps. And then you're telling him to make it work against a team that has a good a good team. We're a great defense. So in practice, he's not just going to be playing against Wake Forest defense. So he's got to play better on a day-to-day on top of learning and taking half the reps. What is that? What is that? What and is for that? everyone that thought he was just about to come in and take the tower and take Notre Dame by storm, and we – Probably one of the only podcasts that said he's going to struggle. You know why? Because he's facing better defensive talent than he's ever seen. On a day-to-day. He's got to go get Ben Morrison every day. Every day. Who is that Wake Forest comparable to Ben Morrison on a day-to-day? Day-to-day basis. So now you got to take a day-to-day basis where he's got to play better on an average day on top of learning stuff he's never seen before on top of being around receivers he's never had, on top of the fact that he doesn't know what he doesn't know because he's taking half of the reps. If he was taking 100% of the reps, I would be like, okay, he's just not good enough or better than Tyler yet. But we're going to find out in the season. That's how you do it if you're bringing this kid in. But if you tell him, we're going to give you half the reps, but you got to play way better than you ever played before every single day, because we have way better competition every single day. And the guy that's comfortable, that's been here, grew up in the system, who's the the, the backup, is going to take half of your reps. So he's going to naturally look better than you. What the f- is that? No. There's no competition. No, There's no but- system. There's quarterback competition. He's going to win the Heisman. He's going to win the Heisman. We're about to put up 40 points. It's going to be seamless. We finally got our guy. And all of a sudden, oh, man, he's struggling. Yeah. Oh, he's struggling against pressure in practice. He struggled against pressure at Wake Forest. He doesn't make all script plays. What? There's, you're not learning anything new about Sam Hartman. You're he's not. Going out there and start making people miss. And no, he's Tyler not. Tyler Buckner has a better chance of doing that. That's why I'm like, why not run with Tyler Buckner? He can get away from pressure. He can make off schedule plays. You see him, the boy, run hard as hell. He run harder than Aldrich. You putting a, a guy that's back there, you're just giving Sam a better offensive line and better talent around him. But you're not giving him the chance to meld with that, splitting his reps with a guy that you said he's worse than. Sam Harmon probably is – he looking like – I'm like, what? Sam, if I'm Sam, I'm like, this is a, this is some bull. You bringing me in and ambush me with this, this super talented uh, quarterback that you saying I'm better than, but it don't look like it. It don't feel like it. This man know everything, answering all the questions. He he helping me out. He patting me on the back. He he got all the linemen helping. Like, what is this? And then I get in there and I and I can't get all the reps. You out there, I got the linemen telling me what to do. And then at the end of the spring, after all these practices, Marcus Freeman, the head coach, talking about it's 50-50. What? I don't have a chance if I'm Sam Hartman. How? How is Sam Harper going to get exponentially better to prove that he should be the starter, still taking half the reps going into the summer? How much better is he going to get over a guy that's also taking half the reps but has been there for three years? Who do you think is going to be a better player? That's, by the telling, that's telling your new quarterback about the whole system. The quarterback <laughs> coach is learning from and, him. Yeah, he's training the quarterback and the quarterback coach. See, he's training both guys. And then you expecting the guy he's training to outpass him in what two three months? 
This is ridiculous. Marcus is it, Freeman, that's why no, it's not encouraging. Is this, I, I'm sorry, you know, if you feel like we're being negative, but it's funny. This I don't have this problem left. Seeing the business of broadcasting, I had a term, had a lot of time to spend with other athletes. I have no problem removing my ego and actually listening to people that have played the game tell me the things that need to be done and the things that can be hurdles and roadblocks to teams. I actually love doing that, whether it's the NBA, college football, whatever. So when I listen to a quarterback that's been through both instances and can tell me the ins and outs of those instances and what to look out for, and we just went through the same thing last year. When, wait a minute, left. It was eat left. There was no doubt who the starting quarterback was at the end of the spring last year. None. None. For anybody that could see, that was no doubt. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. It was Jack Cohn. And they drugged. No, no, no. I'm talking about Drew Pine and Tyler. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it was they, Tyler Buckner. Yeah, it was Tyler Buckner. They, they yeah. drug it into the fall. They drug it into the fall and they shared reps and it went all the way into the fall. And two weeks before the game, oh, Tyler Buckner's going to get the start. That's such Dude. a disservice to Tyler Buckner. He should have 100% of the You said that in April. Because guess what? Drew Pine was still going to be Drew Pine even if he got 50% or no reps in the spring. Absolutely. Or, I'm sorry, no reps in the fall camp or leading up to it. If they treated Tyler Buckner like a starter and didn't do this competition thing with Drew Pine, who was also – less than as an as a uh physical presence of a quarterback like Tyler Buckner then this year you wouldn't have gotten Sam Hartman even with the injury because guess what we would have won more eight, reps. we would have won 8 to 9 games with Drew Pine not taking no fucking snaps until the game he got in cuz we were better than the most of the teams we played we still would have lost to SC with Drew Pine not taking no snaps in the spring of the summer we still would have lost to Ohio State with Drew Pine not taking no snaps in the spring of the summer. But if Tyler Buckner was treated like a starter and took 100% of the starter reps getting prepared for last year, he wouldn't have been told in December that they were getting somebody better than him. Period. You know the the irony of all this as we get ready to switch to the coordinators left? The majority of this fan base treated Sam Hartman like a savior. Yes. They treated him like a savior. He was about to resurrect Notre Dame football. He was the guy without realizing that he's not a carrier. He's not a carrier. He's not a carrier. That's not who he is as a quarterback. Because if he was, the moment he got to campus, everybody would have known. Everybody would have saw it like, oh, yeah, okay. He's that dude. And if and even if but that's the thing, it comes back to Marcus Freeman. Just commit. If you're telling the guys that everybody that you getting somebody you better commit. And, and you bring them in, you then commit a hundred percent to him. Don't be telling people you're gonna have him. If that's Tyler Buckner ends up being the starting quarterback, it will be tough to get another transfer quarterback to come to Notre Dame. Facts. But we're also building our foundation, so hopefully that we that won't need transfer quarterback yeah. in the future. Hopefully, that puts a lid on the transfer portal. Once we show that we're gonna do your transfers wrong, 
<laughs> and we build up the right way with Kenny and you CJ. Think, and you think Sam Hartman came here for a competition? Yeah, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what who, I'm saying. Who are we? Stop lying to ourselves. Sam Hartman did not come to Notre Dame under the idea that he was entering a quarterback competition. Think what about what you're saying. He left being drafted. He left millions of dollars on the table being drafted, not having to go through all this, to go compete with a dude that everybody that told him that he was better than before he got there. Now he's in a 50-50. He might not even get the snaps he wants this year. He left a third, fourth round pick, oh, ACC dude. touchdown record holder, uh, best Wake, Wake Forest uh, quarterback of all time, all the records, all the numbers. Third round projected pick this year. Could have been chilling with his feet up. Now he's in the snowy South Bend, cold Indiana with a 50-50 quarterback competition on his hands with a guy that hasn't played in three years. And this is the other problem. If it's such a competition, I'm sure they're going to throw Angeli in there. So now you ain't getting all 50-50. It's like 45 and 10 and 35 or something. What the- <laughs> like someone said, we all know Sam is a starter. Okay, the team needs to know. The team. The people are missing the point. We don't need to know. We don't need to know. I'm not playing with them. The team needs to know. The team does not need to go into fall camp not knowing who the starting quarterback is. Because I'll tell you what, if I'm a receiver, I'm trying to go. Historically at Notre Dame, that doesn't go well. I'm trying to take a trip with the quarterback in the fall, in the little fall break after spring game so I can get my chemistry right. I can't take two trips. Dude. I can't go to, I can't go to uh, North Carolina with Sam and then go to La Jolla with Sam. That's a lot of money. I'm trying to get in with one of the dudes. I can't get in with both. That's all. And for someone that has watched the practices that we were allowed to watch and for left to be connected to the program and to hear the things that he's hearing, the team does not know who the starter is. They don't. They don't. I mean, look, nobody seems to feel like it matters to when they decide. And I think it matters in the long run, maybe not in the short run, because at the end of the day, during fall camp when it's 50-50 like this, there's a guy that can get hot late who's just having a few couple days where he's just a better guy. That's a short-term decision that will affect the season long-term. Whereas I'm thinking long-term, that affects the short-term. Mm-hmm. Meaning you start the guy and commit 100%. You can always recover when you have a good team and when you have an offense that's not centered around the quarterback. So if you have a good team already, if we go 100% sold in on Sam Hartman, get to week – after week four, yeah. win or lose to Ohio State, 
you can always insert Tyler Buckner and starting for the rest of the year, always, because you know why? He's been there. Like he said, he knows what's going on, and they've even slimmed it down to where he has less. So now he has less to know going into the season where he can play the whole time, stay healthy the whole time leading up, be a great support a great support system and a great quarterback leader for Sam Hartman as the backup. And then when it naturally happens, when Sam's talent runs out, but we've given him an opportunity to operate, taking 100% of the snaps, he doesn't win Ohio State game, which we basically signed him for, the three games. He doesn't win the Ohio State game. Cool, we can cut our ties there. He'll have his four little games of film. And Marcus Freeman, who's great at having tough conversations, will tell him, hey, Sam, we're going to transition to Tyler. You lost. We didn't win Ohio State. And that's what you came here for. Now I'm going to build my program with Tyler Buckner, who knows the most, who's most comfortable, the team likes. He's been here. He just hasn't stayed healthy. I'm going to ride with him till the wheels fall off. At week four, it's not going to be a huge transition. Because he knows what we're doing. Sam, chill. And if we get in trouble later, I can put you back in and get some film for the league. That's easy. Because you can always insert a quarterback during the season because you have to win on a week-to-week basis. But when you're in a fall camp situation, a spring camp situation, it's about building the team chemistry with the quarterback. The quarterback has to learn how to be the general, the leader, has to learn how to be comfortable with the receivers and all the things going on included, the snap count, the offensive line. That's where you build that at. In season, you deal with the injuries. That's why you can throw people in there because you can. You just have to win for that week. So the playbook is just for that week. That's why you can throw Tyler Buckner in there because he knows he has a foundation because he's been here. But it's like, okay, we need you to beat Pitt. Let's look at some film. Let's put together what you know. We can rock right there. I, week four, week five. Yeah, It's not behooving Tyler to get 50% of the reps early to not start or not play until later in the season anyway. So it just doesn't make sense. <laughs>